Welcome to the Awkward Stare, where Arlene, Natasha, and Jahan take a long, awkward look at life and deep dive into all manner of subjects. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And if you like what you hear, please share with some friends and follow us for more content like this. We always love hearing from you all, so you can either slide into our DMs at the Awkward Stare Podcast on Instagram, or you can send us an email at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. That's theawkwardstare at gmail.com. So last season, we had a conversation about our own uh, personal fitness journeys, and um, we wanted to revisit this um, topic. Today, we welcome our guest, Miguel Garcia. He's a personal trainer in Fort Lauderdale, and he's here to add to our conversation. So welcome, Miguel, my trainer, the best trainer in the world. We, Thank you. We've been working together for the past what, little over a year, a year and some change. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to bring you on and and introduce you to, to everyone. And in short, Miguel has been a major part of my life for the past year um, in my fitness journey. He's helped me a lot throughout, you know, just, just learning how to do things properly, but also um, the way he explains, you know, he explains why he's doing what he's doing, the process behind it, like like Miguel really cares. So, you know, I appreciate you and I appreciate you coming on the show and just, um, you know, if, if you want to introduce yourself and tell everybody about yourself, just, you know, really quickly. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, thank you, Arlene, for that great introduction. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, my name is Miguel. I, um, I, I was born in, in Honduras, born and raised in Honduras, and um, I moved to the States when I was probably 17, 18. And um, I basically, I came to the States to, for college. Um, I had a baby at, at, at that time, a, a newborn, so my life was just really crazy, you know, 17 and having a baby in a new country. Um, a second language. So uh, I decided to take a leap of faith. I came to the States and um, I went to college, dropped out probably two, three years later, began working in the service industry as a, a waiter and et cetera. So just trying to make my life out here. And um, I ended up working in the fashion industry for a couple of years. Um, and uh, that lasted maybe a, a decade. Um, I moved up to management and being a regional manager, et cetera. So it was all great and dandy. And But I felt like something was just not there in my life. I felt like, you know, that was just not me, not my identity. And uh, I, I suffer from a, a speech impediment um, since I've been four. I, I stutter. And... Nowadays, um, I actually feel really comfortable talking to people. And well, uh, given this occasion, being on a podcast, talking to people, <laughs> I feel really comfortable. But back when, when I was a teenager and even in my mid-20s, um, this would have never happened. Like, I know I, was, I would walk away from these type of events. I would just walk away from people. And, I, and it was a very... Um, Trauma, traumatic and uh, and just a burdening type 
of situation in my life. So uh, given that and being in a new country, being, uh, being in, a, in a place where I, I needed to just give myself 100% to everything that I was doing, it put me in a, in a spot where having a great job in fashion industry and, and being a manager and making money, being married and all this was just not complete. And uh, that's where fitness came in. Um, at some point, um, I remember I had a boss who was really fit and sexy and he had all the muscles and the six pack. And I'm like, I want to be like that guy. <laughs> and uh, he kind of led me in a way, you know, into working out. Um, so I, I felt in, into that uh, spectrum that way. You know, it felt it, it first came came out as, as like, oh, like vanity. But essentially over time, it, it led me to where where I am right now, which is being a personal trainer, being a weight loss specialist, and um, more than that, uh, being a guide and a leader in in in, in people's lives. Like I tr- truly do care about my clients. I truly care about the people I work with, not just on the physical sense, but but in their life, like very deep into their emotions, you know, their daily issues, you know, what can I do? What are my two cents in their life on top of the physical aspect? So after starting, between starting working out and becoming, deciding like, I'm going to, this is a career for me. I'm going to become a trader. Like what, how, how did you create that bridge for yourself? And like, what, what kind of obstacles came up in, in, the, in between that? Oh yeah. So um, when I finally decided that training, uh, being a personal trainer, was going to be my my career, and, and also just to make a parenthesis, that I don't I don't feel that that personal training or um, or training for that matter is my my career as a whole because I don't know what w- will come down the line. Uh, I feel that. A fitness and training is my my lifestyle, and through my lifestyle, I'm I'm able to to lead people, uh, be a source of inspiration, be a source of motivation, just be a guide. Um, so the way it happened, it was just very, uh, very um, um, quick and, and unexpected. Uh, right after COVID. Um, uh, you know, when COVID, when everything was completely closed down and, and there was nothing going on, um, uh, I had lost my job, uh, my corporate management job. Uh, my wife and I were completely uh, homeless, uh, per se. We moved into my sister's house uh, in, into a little you know room. And, and that was it. I mean, that was everything we had. And there was a point in 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 my life where it, it, it's actually when when COVID happened that I said to myself, well, I don't want to go back to corporate, uh, you know, to the corporate environment. I, I just don't want to go back to being an employee. I don't want to go back to that type of environment just just because it was not me. Again, nothing wrong with it, but it, it was just not me. I didn't feel comfortable. I always felt that I was doing it to. Um, to get validation from 
from people around me, from my family. Oh, like you have a nice job, you have this and blah, blah, blah. So when COVID came, came true and I, I was, compl- I mean, I didn't have nothing. I didn't have a job. I didn't have all the commodities I used to have before, et cetera. I said to myself, what is some, I mean, what is something that I'm really good at that I enjoy and I could, and that I could help other people. So that's, that's where I, I transitioned into becoming a personal trainer. And one day I was in a gym, the gym that, that I was training, uh, that he had just opened after COVID. And the manager came by and he approached me and, uh, and I was training a friend and, and my wife. And he said, Hey, like, it looks to me like, like, you know what you're doing. Are you a coach? And I said, no, I'm, I'm not a coach. It's just, you know, I'm training my wife and, 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 and her friend. And he said, well, I would like to, to bring you uh, on board with the team. I'm like, like, really? And he said, yeah. Like, so anyways, long-term, the guy was amazing. He led me into becoming a, a certified uh, personal trainer. You know, he guided me into how to do everything. And that's, that's when, boom, okay, this is, this is what I do now. This is my job. This is how I'm going to make a living. But, um, you know, like it, I never treated training people like, okay, I'm going to train this person and I'm going to get X amount of money. The way I see it, and up until today, that's, this is the way I see it. I'm going to train this person. I'm going to help this, this person achieve their goals. I'm going to see, I'm going to see and assess how I can impact their life. And money is just a consequence. Money is a byproduct of what I'm doing. Like that's, that's not my, my priority. I never see somebody and I think of dollars. <laughs> I see, I see people and I see, okay, how can I help them? You know, what can I do? What's in my power? What's within my knowledge that I can somehow change their life or make their life better. And some of the obstacles I've encountered with that was believing in myself, like with, with, with trying to impact people, like, okay, first I got to believe I can, I can do it. <laughs> so if self-belief was it, it, it probably the biggest challenge, like believing in myself, believe that, that I can do it, believe it. I mean, believing that I have uh, the power enough to work with somebody, support them and change their life. Uh, not just their physical aspect, you know, and also for that, you need, you, you need some self-belief because I mean, you, you need to know what you're doing to start, but um, just believing that I am, uh, I am good enough to, to help you. I love that you said that. I think that uh, you should definitely add counselor to your titles. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, Thank you. I, I just got to say something. One thing about Miguel that, and I told you this before last year, I was like, I had never heard a, a man like speak how he speaks. Like, and I'm like, man, he, this, this is a person that has had some, some, a, a moment or time or something where he looked inside himself and he reevaluated life and, and, and reassessed things and changed your perspective about certain things. And I'm like, that's amazing. Not a lot of people, especially not a lot of men reach that that level of, of just introspectiveness and then in turn being able to express it in the way that you express it. So I, you know, that's something that to me, I admire a lot about you, you know? Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. And, 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 you know, Arlene, it, it, it's true. You, you just, you said something completely 100% true. I did went through a 
process in my life where I had to look into myself. I had to look inside of me and ask myself, what are you doing? Um, is this the, is this the type of life you want? Is this is this the type of profession or career that you want to do? Like you know, look, what's going on? Like I I I um and I mean we we all have our dark moments in life. I I truly believe that you know we all go through through a lot of things. You know, and and everybody has different um I mean different processes, different journeys. And and we can all say this was hard. Like I mean, I, and I believe that we're all entitled to say this was hard because that that was hard for you. Like I, I believe that we should not put ourselves in a position where where we say, oh, like this was harder. Each process is unique and different, and we all have just a different life. So um, when you know when I lost my job, and you know in my life this was a a pivotal moment. Because it, it, here I was, 26 or 27, I believe, or tw- 28 maybe. Um, I had a, I was, I was married. I have a son. I have a great job. I live in a nice apartment down in Miami. I have a luxury car. I have credit cards. I was going out every Saturday to the best restaurants, or Friday, or whenever I wanted. Like I, I, I had all these great things in parentheses right all these great things and and all of a sudden um i lost my job and no more credit cards no more money no more luxury dinners no more no more fancy cars no more nothing like you know from one day to the other like just like that boom and um and for a couple of weeks that 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 didn't settle on me you know i i still had the mindset mentality of like hey like i'm gonna I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get a new job. It's going to be fine. And then COVID came. <laughs> and then, okay, now you can't find a job. Like, now. And so that, you know, I went into a lot of uh, depression, into a lot of anxiety. And again, in, in, uh, to, to myself, um, I, I was already very, uh, you know, so I, I had come from a place where my speech impediment had led me to a lot of depression and anxiety many years before. And I had led with that. I, I, had, I, I had dealt with that through, you know, uh, through specialists and going to, to, to courses, uh, going to um, uh, just a, a public speaking courses and, and, you know, all kinds of things just to better myself and to, overcome the obstacle of talking to people and not and, and not a stutter so and then I find myself again in this situation where I'm, I'm I'm depressed and I have a lot of anxiety and I'm thinking what's going to be of my life I I completely thought I had it all figured out <laughs> and so at that point um I looked into myself you know I I, I truly use uh, the quarantine time all the time that we couldn't go out in COVID to focus on myself, focus on myself. I, I, I read so many books of self-help in many different levels, like awareness, subconscious, um, religion, empowerment, you know, how, I mean, how to be a better dad, how to be a, a better, a, a better, a, a, a partner, a, 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 a husband, et cetera, et cetera. And just, I, I really did, did utilize that time to, to prove myself that, Hey, like I can, I can be better. 
I can I can be the best version of myself. And even up, up until today, I'm you know I'm still working on it. I mean I I believe that we always continuously work on bettering ourselves through self awareness, and uh, that was really key to me. That was a pivotal moment. Um, uh, you know, to your comment, Arlene, that uh, you know I I I talk with you know, with people about this and, and I always talk about my, my experience, my experience through, through the, through what I went through. I appreciate that. Um, because I think that oftentimes we only hear like the success stories and we don't hear like, what are the struggles people have to go through just to get to that place. And that's helpful for people who are in a place of struggle right now. Um, or, adversity right now to like see that there there can be a little light at the end of the tunnel so i really do appreciate that sure sure absolutely you know it and and to me and that's where that's where fitness comes comes in the way and that's why i i truly embody a, a fitness in in a sense that a fitness if if you do it properly if you put yourself to through the regime of physical activity, exercising, training, you can carry over all that discipline to any other life spectrum. And that's, you know, to me, again, when, when that happened, when I went through all of the stuff, the only, the only spectrum in my life that was consistent, disciplined, and, and honest was my, my fitness activity like the way I train. That was the only thing that I had in my life that, okay, like this is the one thing that I've been consistent for years, that I've been doing it honestly, that I've been doing it correctly, that I've been just going and going, but, you know, one day after the other, just working and working and these are the results. So I'm like, okay, I had to look back and say, okay, like what can I grab from exercise and fitness that I can carry over and apply to the other spectrums of my life like my marriage my my business you know just my friends my family uh, my nutrition whatever so um I, I truly believe that's the power of exercising and you know being a fit person <laughs> per se in parentheses <laughs> um it, you know it's not so it's not so much about how you look it's 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 about how you feel and 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 what you learn in in, in the process. So um, I, I like that you said that you've stayed consistent with your um, fitness practice. But so we were talking about um, aging on our previous episode, I believe. And how does how does someone who's, you know, reached um, who's old, like in their late 30s, early 40s, who haven't started their fitness journey or who's had an inconsistent fitness journey, let's say, how do they start that? How do they change that process as they're getting older? And how do they um, adjust as they're getting older to um, knowing that their body's changing and how do they adjust that um, process as well? Sure. So I believe that there's uh, four aspects that you should look at. And well, not, not that I believe it's, it's, proven by science and any good coach could tell you this as well. One is sleep, two is uh, recovery, three is walking. <laughs> walking is the most underrated type of physical activity in, in, in this planet. And it's 
is so natural and it has so many benefits. There's a lot of there's been a lot of a lot of studies in in the in the last decade that prove that walking by itself is one of the you know it it, it, it is one of the great it, it's one of the best ways of getting into into losing weight, into having more more lean, uh, maybe not having more lean muscle mass, but just preserving whatever lean muscle mass you have and just easing into your fitness journey, just walking. You know, it's just so natural. You walk, uh, go for a walk 10 to 15 minutes uh, or whatever time you want, and you, you're moving, you're moving, you're moving your muscles, you know, you're moving your joints, you're being more active, more, more human, and you're burning calories, you're enjoying the environment you're becoming more aware so it's a it's a lot of benefits and um num- number four just uh eating more protein source foods you know it, as well vegetables and fruits and 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 whole grains but you know those those four i, I would say are the number are the are the base the foundation to um, start into a fitness journey. And I see it so often. You know, when somebody wants to start their fitness journey, we focus so much on the outside. We focus so much on how I want to look, uh, you know, or, or how I should look, which is even worse. <laughs> and uh, we focus so much on, on the supplements or, or the marketing that we have out there, BCAAs, whey protein, or buy these uh a fat burner, buy this product, buy this slim, like, et cetera, et cetera. We, and, and you spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars in, in all of these products, but you don't have the base. You know, your sleep is probably not great. Your recovery is not great. And what do I mean by recovery? Recovery means not laying on the couch for, you know, for 10, 12 hours watching Netflix. Recovery means essentially doing Things that recharge your soul, doing things that recharge your 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 body, your mind, you know, and 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 that is different for everybody. Like it could be spending time with your family, it could be going going out to eat, it could be just going for a walk, it could be doing some kind of physical activity, going, you know, do do some some kayaking. Like me myself, I've been doing some some kayaking lately lately because I. Um, I, you know, I, I have a little bit more more extra time. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do something that I can actually feel good, recharges my my body. Read a book, you know. So those are the type of recovery, like mental recoveries, that that we need to uh, to solidify. Um, and nutrition, nutrition, of course, it it has to be there. It has to be there. You know, nutrition is a huge, huge factor when it comes to uh, to being part of any any kind of a fitness journey you know and when when we when we say nutrition i say we like the fitness experts you know uh, or then that could go from a personal trainer to a dietitian any anywhere in that spectrum nutrition doesn't necessarily mean to follow a diet a specific diet it means to be aware be aware of what you're putting in your mouth you know, be, be, be conscious about, okay, what are my nutritional patterns? What are my nutritional habits? How is my nutrition? Is it really healthy? Is it, is, do I consume uh, more processed food? Do I, do I overeat? Like, do I eat when, when I get anxiety? Do I eat when I'm depressed? Do I, 
uh, are the triggers in 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 my in my emotions that make me eat. That's that's basically nutrition. But so often we talk about nutrition and we just focus on the food, the food, the food, the food. Like this food, uh, follow this diet, follow you know eat uh, eat. Um, a vegetarian and, and Arlene not and, and not that I'm picking on you <laughs> just an example or go go completely red meat or go go pescatarian like we focus so much on what we need to do but we you know externally but we don't focus on the internal aspect like why am I overeating at at 11 p.m. at, at night why do I get anxiety and run to the pantry and have a a, a serving of ice cream or why, when I go to a restaurant, I choose the biggest plate, like awareness, awareness. So nutrition slash awareness, I would say. Um, and also take it, take it slow for, for those who are listening or, or anybody who is out there that is trying to um, be more fit or just get, get themselves into the fitness journey. Take it one day at a time, honestly, one day at a time, you know, one one workout per day, one workout per week, whatever that is, you know, you're doing more than what you were doing before. Uh, I usually see a lot of people um, uh, trying to go full speed ahead. Hey, like I'm going to get a trainer or I'm going to start working out. I'm going to do this diet five days a week. I'm going to get into the gym two hours a day. I'm going to do this and that. And then you're like, whoa, you have all of these things that you were not used to doing before. And now you're just slamming your daily routine with X, Y, C, 10,000 things. You can only keep up with that maybe for a couple of days, a couple of weeks until, until, until you burn out. And then what happens? You have a negative experience with fitness. You're like, oh, that's, Yes, that didn't work out. Oh, that trainer is not good. Oh, that gym is not good. Oh, that diet doesn't work. Maybe if you had if you had taken a step back and and enjoy the process, enjoy the journey, you know, you know, take it slow and steady versus just trying to rush into losing those pounds, maybe you would have gotten the results that you, that you want. And that's that's that yeah. nowadays that's something that is very common because hey, like we get everything quick, right? Like most of the things in our life, if we live in a modern society, meaning if we live in the city or anywhere that we have access to internet, we get everything quick, like Netflix, our food, Uber Eats, um, transportation, like, you know, banking, you go into your bank account, you transfer money to your friend or whatever, like immediately. So me being a weight loss specialist, I, you know, I focus a lot of weight loss and, 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 and I see people just wanting to lose 100 pounds in one month or 100 pounds in three months or whatever, 10 pounds, 15 or 20, whatever that number is. And it's just, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It's just not how it is. Biology doesn't work that way. Biomechanics, you know, science doesn't work that way. You may have the occasion, it, it, you know, exception to the rule where when that one person did lose 10 pounds and they just cut down on a specific things, but that's usually not the norm. But social media and marketing will tell you otherwise, you know, and, and it, it, it's a business at the end of the day. You know, at the end of the day, it's a business. And it, it, in the last 20 years, uh, the fitness industry has become so popular, so big. And 
there's a lot of true, honest people, but I want to say that there's also a lot more pe- a, a lot more people that are not true and honest. They're just trying to make a buck or two, or just trying to make thousands of dollars off of the people that don't know any better. I um I thank you for that. Um, I want to get back to this idea of social media and how there's this idea of what we should look like, and how does one shift beyond move beyond um thinking about, oh, this is what I should look like. So this is what I should try to attain instead of like, this is what my body does, or this is what I look like now. And yeah, I do have goal, but um, how does one just go with what their body naturally does as they're working out and being okay with that portion? Wow. This is, this is a good one. (laughs) This is a, this is a good one because um, social media is what it is. It's, social media you know and and we often we forget about that specific term social meaning masses of people and media they're just you're trying to communicate something or market something and and a, very often our, our perspective of how we want to look or or how we should look comes from and nowadays from from social media um, I've, I've, I've had many clients that come up to me and they show me a picture of the person that they want to look like, like straight up. They go, Hey, like, I want to look like this person. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, and, and guess what? I was one of those at some point in my life. I was one of those back, back when I began my my fitness journey, I would, you know, I, I would scroll through the magazines. I, I don't think I had an Instagram or Facebook back when I began my fitness journey. <laughs> so I used, I used the, the magazines and I'm like, I want to look at this guy. I want to have this body. But it took me years and years of, of knowledge and, and, and self-awareness and just looking into myself to understand that I don't need to compare myself to anybody else. And I need to love and embrace my body and embrace the changes in my body. And I need to um, just just love myself the way that I am. And of course, with, if, if I want to be better, I need to love the changes. I need to understand that everybody genetically is different. We're all different. And we might do the same workouts. We might have the same diet regime. We might do everything 100% exactly the same, and we're still going to look different. And that does not mean that one is right or wrong. It's just how we are. We are unique. We are unique specimens. And to be attached from that perspective um, that we have from social media, for somebody who is brand new into the fitness journey, it's hard. It's, it's quite a challenge. You know, it's, it, it, it would be easy for me to say, oh, just, just uh, be attacked from social media or don't do anything, don't compare yourself to others. But it, it's easy to say it, but to overcome those um, mental uh, barriers and to break those walls, it's just hard. It, it might take years. It might take a couple of months. You know, it takes a lot of inner work. It takes a lot of reflection, a lot of self-awareness. And... But being in the fitness space, and just going back to your original question, um, I would definitely recommend to find your true why. Find your specific why. Like, why are you working out? 
what is the main reason that you're trying to look that way? If, if you have somebody that you're trying to look like, you just, what is that reason? And, and for that, you might need a, a good coach. You know, I, I would, I would suggest find a personal trainer, find, find a coach or even go even a step, step, uh, further, go to a psychiatrist or a, a psychologist and, you know, just putting the work of understanding why do I want to look that way or why do I need to look that way, according to me, right? Um, understanding your true why will definitely give you a better perspective and it's going to give you the details of, of everything that's happening in your life. And then you can, then once you have all that in the table, okay, once you understand, okay, is it my insecurity? Is it my lack of validation? Is it, is it, is it just because I want to have a better body to prove to my ex-girlfriend that I look better or whatever that reason is, you know? And again, if, there could be good reasons or bad reasons. It doesn't necessarily mean that your, you know, the intrinsic part will be negative. It could be positive. I, I, I've met people who, who tell me, Miguel, I want to look this way because I want to, I want to be a professional bodybuilder and I need to look this way because I want to win a competition. That's, that's so it's, it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be negative. You know, the, the connotation could be also positive, but understanding your why will definitely put you in a better place than not, not just not knowing and just trying to look like somebody or trying to please social media. And you need a, a, an objective and empathetic uh, counselor or coach. There's somebody who will dig deep into your life and, and tell you, okay, like this is what's going on. Like, this is your why. Thank you for that. Um, so I have a question. Uh, what advice would you give a person who does not have access to like, say the healthiest foods or um, someone who lives in a, in like a food desert, right? So they, they might not have accessibility either via money or, or whatever to like getting, you know, good foods and, and good nutrition for whatever reason. Like, are there some inexpensive alternatives that you would suggest to starting a, a fitness journey? Sure. So um, for somebody who is, who lives in a food um desert first i would say just try to get out of there <laughs> try to get out of there you know that's that's gonna take you nowhere and uh you know I, I really i really like this 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 question because it, it happens it happens uh, and you'll be surprised how living in a, in a modern society a, a lot of people just don't have a clue on how to eat or what to eat and uh i pride myself for learning and knowing quite a little bit more than the basics. Well, I want to not even quite, I'm going to, you know, I, I, I pride myself for knowing quite a lot of about, about nutrition. Um, and, and I see it very often. And uh, if you're trying to lose weight and you're living a food desert, focus on the, the serving amounts, a, a portion control. Okay. That's, that's the one, that's the first recommendation I would give like if you don't know anything about food if you don't know what to eat if you're just clueless 100% and you want to lose weight just focus on reducing your portions it doesn't matter if you're eating what you know ice cream for breakfast and and a double whopper junior for lunch or whatever you know it doesn't matter if you're eating just 
uh, noodles every night. Just reduce your portions and, of course, start to get more knowledge, right, with time. But a portion control. Portion control is the number one thing. Um, a, and, and, as, and if you're trying to be healthier, because it's two different things, trying to lose weight and trying to be healthier. You know, it's two different spectrums. We often think, think of it as one, but you could, you could lose weight and have a really bad detrimental uh, way of eating. Uh, and you can gain weight or not lose weight by eating extremely, extremely healthy. So it's completely two different things. Um, but if you're, if you're trying to be healthier, if you're trying to be more aware of your, of, of your uh, way of eating, uh, try not to overthink it and stick to the basics of science. Fruits, vegetables, and whole grain. One serving of each every day, preferably in every meal. Um, that if, if breakfast, you should have some kind of fruits, so, some kind of vegetable, and some kind of whole grain. Lunch, repeat. Dinner, repeat. You know, and, and over time, that's just going to make you healthier. And how do we, how do we define healthy? Well, you know, go to a doctor and, 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 and have your, your body check, you know, get the analysis of how your glucose is, your insulin, your cortisol, your hormones, blood levels, triglycerides, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's how you're going to un- actually understand if you're healthy or not. And it's been proven time after time that fruits, vegetables, and whole grains will keep you in that healthy spectrum. And uh, what, what was the, the, the other part of the question? I mean, did I miss something? <laughs> I, I feel like I did. <laughs> No, No, I think you pretty much hit everything, you know, just, um, you know, inexpensive alternatives, I guess you said, don't, you know, try to incorporate one thing, I guess I would say like something that's affordable to you, but try and incorporate a little bit of it in each meal. Yeah. You know, when it comes to inexpensive alternatives to beginning a fitness journey, when we talk about the physical aspect, meaning like the physical activity aspect, like the, the actual fitness uh, and exercise, if you don't have access or you don't have the finances to pay for a team membership, um, or you don't have maybe the, the, the transportation to go to a, a, a facility, because I've, I've been there, I was there at one point in my life where I didn't even have $10 to pay for a gym. And I didn't have a car. I, I, I was uh, riding the bus and it was, I, I couldn't. And guess what? I began running. I just began running in, in the beach. I would, take, I would take myself to the beach on Sundays or Saturdays on my time off. And I would just run until I, could, I couldn't run no more. <laughs> and, you know, one, two hours or, or whatever amount of time I, I could that day. So, when it comes to inexpensive alternatives to start your fitness journey, think about all the all the free uh, all, uh, all the free spaces we have in the city or or wherever you live. You know, you can go to a park and walk, or run, or jog. You can you can if you have a bicycle, you could take your bicycle out and go for a bike ride. You know, if you live near the ocean, go for a swim. If you don't like to swim, well, go for a run in the beach. That's gonna really kick your ass. Tell me, <laughs> and you know so. When it comes to inexpensive, I believe it's more about willpower. 
you know, you know, nowadays you can get a gym membership for ten dollars. If, if you don't have ten dollars and you're trying to get into the fitness journey, I think that first you need to reassess the finances. Okay, I, I first need to be able to make some money so I can live, and and then probably I'll start paying for a gym membership. But in the meanwhile, go you know, go for a walk, run. To any kind of physical activity, just move, move, move. You know, we, you know, I, I grew up in a farm. I grew up in in, in Central America in a farm be, between the farm and a very small town, and I was always used to physical activity. And to me, it was just like a given. My dad would take uh, would take us to the farm on on the weekend, and I, at four a.m. in the morning, I would be out in the there just just uh. It, it, with the cattle, you know, and and then doing physical activity. Then I moved to the city, and then I moved to to Miami. You know, I came from a very small town to Miami, and in Miami, I came across the situation where, hey, I'm actually becoming more sedentary or or sedentary. I was not moving; I was just going from my car to the office or my workplace, not moving. And it didn't dawn on me, hey, like I'm just gonna start. Uh, doing what I used to do before because I actually gained weight after probably four or five years of living here. The first I gained like 44, 50 pounds. Just, you know, I, I came from a small town. We didn't have McDonald's. We didn't have Wendy's. We didn't have all this fast food. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is heaven. <laughs> I, I would, I would have breakfast, lunch and dinner, you know, in fast food places. I, and I, you know, and those are highly a palatable foods, you know, they're, they, they, you know, that's how they are. So uh, in, a, in a matter of five years, I had gained so much weight. So, and then that's, that's when I began going back to the basics, going for a, for longer walks, you know, going to the beach and run and just being more active. And when it comes to the, the nutrition aspect, uh, inexpensive alternatives, um, hey, like honestly, nowadays, especially right now with how prices are, um, I mean, a, 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 a healthy, inexpensive alternative, a banana. Yeah, what can I tell you? A banana. Eat bananas all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Eat bananas. I do it. Hey, like I, you know, when my wife goes to, to, the, to, the, to the supermarket and she tells me, hey, like, we only have this amount of money. I say, well, don't buy the, the expensive uh, um, a non-GMO, gluten-free raspberries, just bring a bundle of, of bananas, you know, and, and eat bananas. And I snack on bananas maybe once or twice a day, you know, just to keep my, my cravings down. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, bananas and going for, uh, go run on the beach. <laughs> That's actually really good and really uh, <laughs> smart because actually if you go to the corner store, at least here in New York, you go to the corner store and they're going to have bananas on the counter. They show, well, they may be a little bit, overripe they may be but they do have bananas so that makes a lot of sense so thank you for that um so for our final question this is what we've been asking everybody that we've interviewed in different ways depending on the topic so for you miguel we'd like to know what does a world where everyone lives a fit life look like to you so what does a world where everyone lives the kind of life that you describe that you feel like is ideal and being fit lifestyle look like to you? What does that look like? What does a world like that look like? Wow, that's a very interesting question. You know, it, it's, um, I, w- I would honestly think of, um, I, I would think that 
we would all be it, it, it superhumans <laughs> at that point. <laughs> if everybody, if everybody, um, you know, will be walking around with a fist pack and jacked and, you know, be able to lift all this, uh, you know, whatever weight you can lift and be able to run marathons all day long and eat healthy. I think we will be like the next level of, 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 of evolution. <laughs> uh, but, but now, you know, you know, all jokes aside, um, I, you know, again, from my perspective, my experience and, and, and that, and that of my clients as well, and, and, and all the people I've, I've trained and coach and, and have around me. And very often, if not always, when you put yourself in, 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 a, in a fitness journey, when you start your fitness journey and you embody the fitness journey and everything that comes with it and everything that we talked about, like the nutrition, the awareness, the discipline, the consistency, et cetera, et cetera you become a happier human being. You just do. You become a, a happier, resilient, stronger a human being, person. And just imagine if, if everybody in the planet becomes happier, stronger, more resilient, you would have better dads, better wives, better moms, better teachers, better professors, and better of, of, of everything. So... I, I, that's 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 how I would see it. I don't I don't I don't you know I don't believe in perfection. I think that we should strive for perfection, and we should get as close as possible to perfection, at least to a human level. Uh, and but if we can we can always be better. We can always be better. And being better when you multiply it by hundreds and thousands, and and millions and billions. And that's when the real change happens. Wow. That's so powerful. Thank you so much. And I am all for us being superhuman. Um, I think it's possible. We can do it. Let's evolve, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walking around, you know, you know, well, old jacks and some stuff, you know, just <laughs> oh my yeah. God, with yeah. healthy, with healthy minds and yeah, I like the resiliency. Yeah, I, I do body. I do really like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean bananas all day long, eating bananas. All day long. <laughs> you know, everybody I mean, got a banana have, tree. Do we do we have time? Do we have a, like maybe one or two minutes, or we're we're out of time? No, no, we have. I I, I just want to tell a story, you know, which I you know I I it's it's a it's a great story. It's um really quick. So you know, speaking of of the bananas, the bananas specifically. <laughs> There's this guy from the um, the UK, he, and he he wrote a book about it. I'll uh, I'll share it with with Arlene so she can sh- share it with you guys. So, and I read the book and I read his story. So he 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 swam around the UK. He he actually he 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 put himself to the task to swim around the island of 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 United Kingdom. It took him. It took him about a, a 370 days or something like that to swim around the freaking island, and and he would spend probably 15 to 18 hours a day in the water swimming, and uh, of all, you know he had a crew, he had a team, he had all kinds of specialists. The uh, the only one fruit that he had with him throughout the entire trip was bananas. 
It did, and he and on the on the book he actually wrote a, a a chapter just about how bananas have so many benefits and you know have so many vitamins etc cetera, etc cetera, and how they, you know that was the only the only fruit that he would eat throughout the entire stream and, mm-hmm. and so I just wanted to share that you know just just to just to show the the power of of the bananas. Thank you. No, right. I mean, go ahead, Arlene. No, I was saying, yeah, right. Something as small as a banana. I mean, honestly, I wish I ate more bananas. I, I'm really bad with it. But the reason why I don't eat it is because I feel like it's so filling. You add it to like in this, it like adds this. So I've been eating a banana by itself is actually pretty filling, like to me yes, anyway. It is. It is. Yes. No, it is. It is. Absolutely. It is. Yeah, it is because it's so nutritionally dense. A banana, it, 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 it has so many vitamins and, and nutrients, and uh, it's, that's why it's so, it's so filling. Yeah, I, I was actually going to say that um, there was a uh, something I read some years back where this woman lived to be like 100 and I think she was almost 120 or something like that. And they're like, well, how do you do it? You know, what do you do? And she's like, I smoke cigarettes and I eat bananas every day. <laughs> and I will never forget that because I was like, so she smokes cigarettes, but she eats bananas like a banana saving her life. It was just the most interesting thing to me. So when you mentioned bananas, that's the first thing that pops in my head. This woman eats bananas every day and it's saving her life, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, but, but yeah, let's, let's eat. Let's eat more bananas. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in mind for myself, too, because I do. Eat, we do eat a lot of bananas in this household, but um, it's never never too much i guess so thank you so much miguel for coming on just want to you know let uh, ask you to let us know or let the audience know where we can find you instagram do you have a website any events you have coming just give it to us all and um, we'll make sure to share that sure so you can find me on on instagram as a fitness leaker uh and on facebook as well a fitness leaker um and uh, I, I don't have a website yet. Um, I'm, I'm currently working on it. And no events as, as to right now. Um, I do online coaching, uh, a personal training. I'm, I'm a weight loss specialist and consultant. So also if you uh, just want to have a, a consultation, uh, we can do it online. So, yeah, there you go. You can find me through Instagram and Facebook at Fitness Leaker. Thank you, Miguel. Um, and we appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge with us. This was such a great episode. Um, so we'll look forward to um, speaking to you and just like, let us know if you have anything coming up. And when your website does drop, just send it to us so we can also share that with everyone. Will do. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> and thank you all for listening to The Awkward Stare. Um, If you like what you heard, please share with some friends and follow us for more content like this. And um, you can also follow us on our Instagram at The Awkward Stare Podcast. And we love hearing from you all. So drop us a DM. Get it popping. And uh, (laughs) and you can also email us at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. That's theawkwardstare at gmail.com. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hey. Bye. Bye.